Hi, this is Michelle. This is Gail. Welcome to Audible Clutter. We're sitting in a park having tea. And a disagreement. And a disagreement. Well, we've been, we started our disagreement at home because I read this article about the four kinds of civil war that we could degrade into, which ended with Rwanda. Um, and I personally think that people are getting, you know, getting off on imagining worst case scenarios and that just feeds into the whole division and makes Trump happier. And so I told Gail that I thought the media was being too inflammatory and she didn't agree with me. <laughs> well, because I am representing the media here and um, I think that when you have a president who says he might not concede an election if he doesn't win you have to tell people that and you have to tell people what could happen if that happens yes but you also have to tell people that there's not enough of well part of what my argument is is there's not enough talk about it makes it seem like it's sports teams that's part of what's wrong with american politics is it's too much like sports we think there's only two teams but there are actually a lot of republicans who are working against trump there are 500 bipartisan generals and security specialists who have recently released a letter saying that Trump is a danger to the country. There's stand-up republic, there's Republicans against Trump who are putting out videos. I mean, there's the Republicans are not monolithic. The Republicans in government are very cowed, but the your average Republican on the street, aside from the Trump of cult, is not necessarily a monolithic, I'm going to take my gun and go to the streets in support of. And there's so many people who are, have gotten off on this picture of a new civil war and we're going to be able to go out and shoot. And I just get the sense that the articles are not saying, one, Trump has no real power to do this, two, they're talking about how it's going to be an automatic 6-3 vote in Trump's favor, and that's not true either. No, that's not true. That, yeah, Robert says, um, always come down on the side of precedent and not tearing up law and and for democracy for the most part except for Citizen United and so my point is that the media is just too much in love with Trump claiming that he's king you treat they treat everything like it's gonna happen and he's just sending out test balloons and the more seriously it's taken, the more he thinks he has that power. And there are people who tell him that. And he's a deluded, sick old man. Yes, he is. But he's also the president. And so when the president says these sorts of things, it's the duty of the media to report them. Yeah, but that's all the reporting. They're not reporting to give the report about Trump like it's a fait accompli. And there's no reasoned reporting. There's... But there is reason reporting. There's also people, uh, reporters talked to, like, all of the Republicans in Congress yesterday, and they pretty much said, uh, no, we're not behind that. We're, mm. we're going to stand by the results of the election, no matter what Trump says. Mm, yeah, you did I tell mean, me, even, Perry. Even Perry said that, and which I, Scott Perry is our representative in Congress right now. He is as far right-wing as you can get, pretty much. He's in the Freedom Caucus. and Well, he's not as openly racist as, like, Stephen King, no, which is as far no, right-wing as you can get. That's true. But he is <laughs> extremely Yeah, you know, we were having a debate about how if he's lawful evil like Jeff, Jeff Sessions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Because, I mean, it's amazing that 
Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions, what was he, like the third? Was the last bastion of law and order before. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous that yes. he was as bad as he was, as racist as he was, he was still better than Barr. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's appalling that you have to think, oh, it's too bad Sessions left. Isn't there anymore, yeah. Because that's, that's, that in itself is an appalling thought, and the thought that there is someone there who is worse because he's a straight-up monarchist. Yeah. How a monarch has got to be the Attorney General of the United States well, is Well, he flattered horror. Trump and wrote an article that said he thinks the president could do whatever the fuck he wants, and yes. someone pointed that out to Trump, and lo, mm-hmm. we have an election coming and an Attorney General who thinks the president Can do is a unitary executive, which yeah. is not true. No. I mean, honestly, I'm disappointed that the Democrats are not doing more in the House and the Senate. Yes. Yeah, it's a, um... The Democrats are being held back, it seems, by Pelosi a lot. The yeah. Democrats in the House. And the Democrats in the Senate are being held back because they're the minority. There's only so much they can do. They can put out... They can have news conferences and put out press releases. They cannot make legislation happen. No, but doesn't everything in the Senate require consent of all the senators? And so they could actually stop it dead if they wanted to? No. What... What really? do you mean by that? I thought that there required an agreement that issues were going to be discussed, that senators had to agree to talk about. This is something I read. It is. I don't know that that's true. Okay, we're going to put the Senate question aside for the second yeah. half of this when we do a little research, because yeah. it's interesting what you run into. And you know, I listened to this In- fascinating um, thing on disinformation. That the local bookstore with the Harrisburg Foreign Policy Association. I did not know there was a Harrisburg Foreign Policy Association. They bought in Nina Jankowitz, who's like Wiskowitz on Twitter, and she wrote the disinformation, something, a book about disinformation. And they had her and a Russia expert, I think, talking. I just randomly ran across it on Facebook, and it was really good, solid, bipartisan, nonpartisan stuff about information uh, disinformation and mm-hmm. what to do and how much is flooding the system and how Russia's main goal is not necessarily Trump in power it's chaos yes because that one will show people they they can look at places that want to have a democracy and say do you really want to be like the US and they can distract from what they're doing in the Ukraine and <laughs> Syria mm-hmm. I mean that's when I knew that there was Russian influence in the Republican Party because they took out the Ukraine platform in 2016, right. the, the, the the Ukraine statement in the Republican Party platform, and this year they don't have a platform. Yeah, their, their, their platform is whatever Donald Trump wants to do is fine with us. Yeah, and they're just paying so much money because Donald Trump is addicted to litigation, and mm-hmm. the Republicans are already suing about the election before it's, well, now it's officially started. Yeah, but just... Barely. I mean, yeah. we're still six weeks, five, five and a half weeks away. But people are voting. Yes. Vote early if you're in a state where you can vote early. If you're not registered to vote by now, register to vote. Amy Klobuchar. Mm. Um, I, I'm tr- I don't like to listen to politicians, but there are like a handful, and most of them are women, that I actually do listen to because I think it's really important that we know we're not alone and we listen to voices who are telling us we have to keep fighting and mm-hmm. there is a path through this. Um... And she was talking to the Senate committee and knocking down Ted Cruz and saying that 
everybody's telling you that this is going to end up in court and she doesn't think it's going to end up in court because she thinks the American people are seeing through the Republican efforts to steal the election and they are voting in droves and this is not what they want and I was just this is just a reminder for me who actually has been paying a lot of attention that it's so easy to buy into obeying before oh you know don't do not obey in advance do not assume in advance that it's going to end up in the supreme court there could be a landslide against trump if we all vote and raise our voices and say that this is not the america we want Mm -hmm. there will be a landslide against trump um voter registration numbers are up people are voting now gail said there's lines in virginia yeah there were lines for early voting in virginia um people who have gotten their ballots have already sent them in, a lot of them. Yeah, and, and so the Clovis- That hasn't happened in Pennsylvania yet, but- But the Klobuchar thing was really important for me because as much attention as we pay, it's still an unending onslaught of Republican propaganda about how it's gonna end up in court and how it's, and it might not. Those, there, there are, all options are open at this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much could happen. It's really important that we not obey in advance. and. I also read this useful thing about 10 things to prevent a coup, which is also very nonpartisan information. Um, and the best way to do it is to stop it in advance. And, and if it happened, or if Trump decides to, when a government says they are not going to count all the votes, this is when you know it's a coup. Right. Rick Scott is trying to push through in Florida a thing that says all the votes have to be counted in 24 hours, which is a coup. Yeah, that's insane. Because. Uh, Florida has a lot of had a lot of mail-in ballots already, and this year there will be even more. And to try to the mail-in ballots take more time. Yes, yeah, so it's all there's to it. Part of it is that you have to think about what you're going to do in advance and not freeze when it happens because nonviolent protest has changed the world. And it if if Trump decides to steal democracy, it could save democracy. Um, it will. But to Gail's point of you have to say what the president, you know, if, if, if the president is saying this, then people have to be aware. But, I mean, you have to, I think, you need to be calm, too. And the newspapers are making it very alarmist. Headlines are, headlines are always alarmist. Yes, they are. And people read headlines. You only get a little bit on Twitter. I mm-hmm. mean, and they're inaccurate. They're alarmist. And the key is to read beyond the headlines, check your sources. Um, the dis- Although, I, I have to say, if you have, if there's an inaccurate headline, then you're not reading a good news source. Yeah, yeah, you have to really have vetted your news sources. Yeah. Um, the disinformation specialist was saying she thought that Twitter was doing well because they were like putting in stumbling blocks for people so they would ask you if you hadn't clicked through to an article if you wanted to retweet it without reading it and just these little stops where you stop and think about something or if somebody says if somebody says something like you know it's going to be 6-3 and you stop and think is that actually true those moments when you stop and say is that actually true are really important to for you to touch get out of an emotional space because disinformation and propaganda tries to push you into an emotional space Mm -hmm. and so if something is making you emotional even if it's from a source on presumably on the side you are because russia has always put um money into the left too they put it into both Mm -hmm. sides they pump up both sides they stage fake rallies on both sides Mm -hmm. to make them clash their their goal is to just raise the temperature until we all boil and so our goal as Americans should be to realize that we have so much in common. 
a love for this country, a love for the Constitution, a love for the idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, a love for fairness, a love for kindness. I mean, it's just appalling that the Republicans are straight up saying that the only way they can win the election is if it's not fair. And that, sh that offends me deeply as an American. I mean, yeah, sure, even if you have to think of politics as sports, cheaters, they're disgusting. It's against every principle. It was disgusting when Tom Brady did it. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's appalling. And the Republicans are straight up, they really believe that they can't win if every vote is counted. And I honestly think that if every vote is counted, you know, I will accept whoever wins. And that is the difference between the cult of Trump and the rest of us. And I think there should be more of the rest of us who say every vote should be counted because that one vote, one voice, you know, that's a really important place that America has grown up to be at. Mm -hmm. And not enough of us are registered to vote and not enough of us vote every time who are. So this time we need to vote because it really is a privilege and government really is important. People are literally dying right now because of poor governance. Yes, 200,000 of them at 200, least. 200,000 of them at least because Trump knew and lied. That's yeah. another thing that Amy Klobuchar said. She mm -hmm. said, you know, Trump withheld information about COVID-19 and she and her family were cleaning surfaces like they said and her husband ended up in the hospital on oxygen because they did everything they thought they were supposed to do and it wasn't enough information because Trump withheld information because he figured only Democrats were going to die and poor people. Mm -hmm. And they say that. This isn't even... Yeah, this isn't even conjecture. It's actually been said. Yeah, Kushner. Um, yeah, it's actually been... I have read it in legitimate news sources more than once. Yeah. More than one. Because I always, I never retweet anything if I can't find a second or third source. Mm -hmm. And I always check with Gal if it's an okay source. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is what we've been discussing all day because we were kind of wanting to just like talk about an entire podcast episode about Love Live or something fun or writing because I've been trying to have fun writing or, you know, theater, but instead it's 40 odd days till the election and politics is important good information is important staying calm is important and yes running through worst case scenarios is important but also acknowledging that a lot of them are just people having fantasies yeah a lot of them are. including trump having a fantasy that he could steal the election because mm -hmm. it is just a fantasy now if he legit wins by votes that's one thing stealing the election that that's illegal, immoral, unethical, and hmm, no one should support that. Nope. Got anything else you want to say on this topic? No. All right, we're going to pause and do a little bit more research about if a senator can stop up the Senate, and mm -hmm. we'll go from there. Take care. Hi, and we're back, and we've done some research, mm -hmm. and also did some upstart business of upstart. Um, I found a thing from The Intercept. That is a memo laying out Supreme Court delay tactics circulates among Senate Democrats. Apparently indivisible is pressuring Schumer to do things. Um, and the thing that I was talking about is not as dramatic as I thought it was. Um, it's objecting to routine consent agreements. Any senator may object to routine con unanimous consent agreements such as those to adjourn, to recess, to approve the journal, or to dispense with the morning hour. Forcing roll call votes on routine motions to adjourn or recess would require senators to come to the Capitol and also prevent the Senate from taking other action during the time it would take for senators to come to vote. Most of this stuff is really 
I mean, if you've ever seen like Robert's Rules of Orders and things like that, or or, or done a model UN or a model or a Senate or Congress, um, there's just these little rules that can be delayed. And, and there is so many. The the Senate especially has so many little rules about everything. Yeah. So there's a an article about that in the Intercept. Um, I, I put it out on social media. Um, so you can look for that if you're really curious about the ins and outs of the Senate delays. But there is some stuff they can do. It's just not as dramatic as I thought it was. Right. Yeah, it's a matter of <clears throat> forcing votes on absolutely every step. Yeah, and apparently a lot of the senators who are up for part of it, it might come into a time crunch because senators who are up for re-election will be wanting to go campaign. Right, because we are <clears throat> five weeks away from the election. And... <clears throat> They're trying to push this through before the election, which, yeah. Yeah, it's really scummy. Especially when they have not done anything about coronavirus. Right. Yes. And um, on the other point, I found Tumblr posts that <laughs> say what I was trying to say about Trump and stuff. Um, and so I have kind of made Gail understand my point a little bit better mm-hmm. about the transfer of power. So first one is, am I the only one? If it's from Marmy Hart at Maintown, I've... My Tumblr is more politically active than anything else I have. Um, but so they retweet white people, Twitter <coughs> retweeting of people. And this person says, am I the only one that thinks continually asking Trump at pressers if he will commit to a peaceful exit only gives him confidence that he has a different choice? Quit fucking asking. You don't ask a kid if they will go to bed or stay up all night. You put that little bitch to bed, which is fair. And this mm-hmm. one is um, from the Volatile Mermaid. Oh, no, she twinned. <laughs> Why are people asking Trump if he'll leave office if he loses the election as if it's a choice? And this is my point. It's not a choice. And somebody said, if I am not for me, the question should be, will you commit to a peaceful transfer of power or will the military, whose oath is to uphold the Constitution, not defend you, be forced to forcibly remove you from the White House in front of the entire world? By the way, before you mention the Secret Service, their job is to protect your life, not prevent you from facing legal consequences of your behavior. And this is my point, is that Trump should be shot down by saying that there's no he mechanisms for... Yes. Legally, he does not have any choice in the matter. matter if he loses if the he election. Loses, if he loses the election, yes. I mean, the real questionable time period will be between the election and the Electoral College, like last time, because the Electoral College is a drag on democracy. It is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are those are the points cleared up, and Gail at least understands my perspective a little better. Yes, I do. So. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the articles that are out there right now are speculating about what can be done during that period between when the polls close on November third and when the electoral college is called on. I think it's December fourteenth. Yeah, and that happened last time with all that Jill Stein. Cr- stuff and the yeah. ballot counting and the so and it's just to keep everyone in a heightened state of tension. Yeah, which and, is which is bad and the media feeds into that so much. I mean, this is like throwing raw meat to starving anything or raw, you know, food to starving anything. Mm-hmm. And the, the media is, is I mean, it clicks and it sells and it, it, it gives us a much... I saw these interviews with voters in Michigan um, who were voting early and they talked about how Trump was, you know, just behaving like a child about the transfer of powers mm-hmm. thing. And they'd actually heard about it. And even a Republican voter they talked to, a Trump supporter, said... He's acting like a child. Yeah. Because he is. Very laconically. Um, and so your American... 
average American on the street, I believe, is much calmer and saner than many media outlets, and certainly Trump will have you believe. Yes. Now, this is not the dudes who take their rifles and go invade the Michigan State Capitol or the Wisconsin State Capitol, but they are not your average Americans. They are white supremacist cultists mm-hmm. who are trying desperately to maintain power when or they are becoming been, the minority. Or have been brainwashed into thinking that people are going to come take away their rights for whatever reason. Yeah. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I have faith in your average American, honestly. We're in this together. There are things, like I said before, we can be proud of as a country, and peaceful transfer of power is one of them. Mm-hmm. We count every vote, and the winner is president. Oh, yeah, though... So- that's not exactly the electoral how it works. college. Yeah. yeah, we count every vote. The electoral college is put together, and that's and the winner of that. Is sometimes things are really weird in Florida. <laughs> things are nearly always really weird in Florida. Yeah. Oh, Bloomberg paid off thirty-one thousand. Um, he paid off the fines for thirty-one thousand former felons in Florida who had been. They've served their time in prison been released, but they were not being given the right to vote because they still had fines and restitution that they had to pay. Yeah, Florida instituted that as a poll tax to stop them from voting, Right, and, and the courts upheld it. Yes, and um, Bloomberg, I forget how much money he paid, I want to say $2 million, to um, pay off the money that these 31,000 people owed so that they will now be allowed to vote. Yeah, which is a very effective use of money. Yes. Um, so props- far more elect- far more effective than putting more money into advertising or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm appalled at how much money is being put into ads and things. They're popping up all over, and mm-hmm. I get like ten texts a day from various progressive and emails. I'm having to cut down the emails I get from candidates who aren't in Pennsylvania because it's just an overwhelming thing because I've gotten on progressive emailing lists. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone is so politically active and shouting. And yeah. I signed up to take um, <coughs> texting for Biden stuff and it makes me wonder at the amount of text I get on my phone that I barely read. Is there is it effective? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea if it actually is. Yeah. It seems like then you're just not even preaching to the choir. You're screaming at the choir when there is only so much they can do. No, because, um, well, but texting to get out the vote is important because I'm in this women for Biden, Pennsylvania women for Biden group. Um, and I was amazed at how much of an act of courage it took for people to put out Biden signs because lots of Pennsylvania is very red mm-hmm. and they really need the emotional support. That, that's to put out their sign. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the the get out the vote people are like, get out the vote when people vote is an offshoot of get out the vote, which is an offshoot of rock the vote, I believe. And they're saying very practical things like, you know, here's a link, make sure people are registered to vote and they can check their registration through this. Find the names of three of your friends that you can ask if they're going to vote, you know, mm-hmm. make a plan to go vote. And I like practical stuff like that because a lot of this and like with the coup thing, you know, if you pre-think in your mind, one of the things for the coup thing is, you know, if they stop counting the votes, you you find five friends 
to go out to the streets with that you mm-hmm. trust. Yeah. Um, and it's really good to sit down and think of these things in advance. Yeah. And people you can talk to and encourage to vote. I've been trying to work on um, tr- trans people because there's a lot of misinformation about Kamala Harris on trans rights. Mm-hmm. Because she <clears throat> did have a couple of cases under her purvey as attorney general where um, trans women, I think, were sent to men's prison and denied care. But she has accepted responsibility for that happening on her watch. And then she made changes. So because that that was that was the policy that she inherited. Yeah. And so the Trump and the Republicans are trying to turn that as to her not being a trans ally, which is misinformation. Mm-hmm. There's so much misinformation out there. I was just re I just found something that said they're really pushing the Biden's a pedophile thing, and that's just not in any way, shape, or form true. No, there is one credible, um, named uh, accusation of sexual assault because I was asking Gail about this actually, um, or sexual harassment. Sexual harassment, I think, by Tara yeah. Reid. And it's not sexual assault. It's not rape. No, it's. It sounds like maybe unwanted touching when she was a staffer when he was in the Senate, which is thirty years ago. Yes, which is not a good thing. Um, no, but not a good. They're thing. They're trying to compare Biden's record on that to Trump's mm. record on that, and that's just nuts. I mean, Trump has actively lusted after teenagers it's appalling well, and he has i don't even i don't even know the number now of how many people how many women have accused him of sexual assault and have sued him and have filed all of these civil charges it's it's a huge number yeah and so this is what is happening in the the, the political disinformation is on facebook ads and stuff they're putting up things like that targeted to whatever your specific issue is. If it's women's mm-hmm. rights, they will try to convince you that Biden is a worse sexual predator than Trump. If it's <laughs> if it's LGBTQ issues, they will try to convince you that Kamala Harris is not a fan of the trans, not a friend of the trans community, whereas Trump is about to suggest someone for the Supreme Court who is actively anti-LGBTQ has... Mm-hmm made it impossible for trans people to serve in the military. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane how much lying the Republicans are doing. Yes. And it's horrifying how many people are buying it. Yeah. And conspiracies. Apparently the pedophile thing is a QAnon conspiracy, which mm-hmm. the disinformation specialist said QAnon is a very American thing. This is not Russian disinformation. Russia just <laughs> yes. signal boosted because it's very American. It is so American, yeah. <laughs> and I read an interesting thing on Tumblr, which is um not somewhere, and I, I didn't source, but it's like, well, it was just you know that oh they are they the uh a Reddit thread about QAnon conspiracies or pedophile pedophile conspiracies. The the moderator of it was actually arrested as a pedophile i think <laughs> and the the thought is that perhaps some of these people pushing these conspiracy theories are or it has been proven that they are pedophiles mm-hmm. and that that's perhaps why they think everyone is because they it's are. their obsession yeah 
And so they just paint the world with the kind of people they are, which is also a very Trump thing. Oh, Trump does that constantly. It's so much projection. Yeah, at pretty much any thing that any sort of conspiracy that he comes out with is something that he has done hmm. yeah oh and there were nine ballots found in lucerne county yes that oh this is something we really wanted to talk about there are nine ballots found in lucerne county that weren't counted and they will tell you that for the primary for the primary that it's anti-trump thing but what it actually happened is that the republican senate in pennsylvania is the reason that those ballots weren't counted because right. they made it so that you have to double put your explain in Pennsylvania if you get a mail in ballot you have to seal it into one envelope with your signature on it and then also seal it into a second security envelope that is blank and doesn't have your name on it right i believe and these were military votes that were sent to the military before the republic before the senate changed the rule right so they did not have the second envelope so, so they were considered invalidated because they did not have the second envelope because the ballots were sent to them before they sent out the second envelope because there's all of this last minute chicanery happening so mm-hmm. be very sure what is required in your state for voting by mail if you yes. are voting by mail. Right. Read all of the instructions. Make sure you're doing it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Yes. Gail and I are both voting in person because our primary ballots did not show up, and so we had to vote provisionally because there was a glitch because we have an apartment number. Right. And so I, this is just too important an election for your vote not to be counted. So make sure that you look over the rules for voting by mail. If you have not registered to vote, register. Check your registration to make sure you haven't been booted off the polls. And um, you should know by now who you're voting for. Yeah, I can't imagine there's anyone in the country who doesn't. Well, they run polls, and apparently there are some people who haven't decided who they're voting for. And, oh, my God, how could you not have decided at this point? Right. So, anyway, we say vote Biden. (laughs) Yes. And this is a very rare thing for me because I am usually nonpartisan, but I cannot be nonpartisan in this election because Trump is not a man who is in any way fit to be president. He is just a front for a bunch of policies Republicans are trying to jammed through. He has caused more than 200,000 deaths by covering up the severity of COVID, of the coronavirus. He has stripped rights from so many people. There are concentration camps at the border. Um, And a vote for Biden, even if you're in a state where you don't think it matters, is another American voice saying that this is not what America is. And that's really important to me as an American, as a woman, as a gay woman, that, that that we, each of us who have a voice to use it to say that this is not what America is, votes Biden. Mm-hmm. This is not an election where third parties are... No, don't, don't throw away your vote this time. Yeah. Use your vote, use your voice. It matters. There are lives being lost right now. Because of politics, it is not a sport. There is This isn't a, we'll get them next time. <laughs> no. This is life and death. And for so many of us, for all of us, 
So, yeah, if you haven't decided, think long and hard. And, you know, nobody knows who you voted for. <laughs> the secret, I think the secrecy of the ballot box helped Trump last time because people didn't want to say that they didn't want to vote for Clinton or they didn't want to vote for a woman. But I honestly think that the fact that you can go and nobody knows your vote is going to hurt Trump this time. Mm-hmm. Because I know that Americans are much more decent than Trump is. Yeah. So, yeah, be better. Vote Biden. It matters. Okay, well, we're going to try to do, we're going to do this weekly every Friday, at least to lead up to the election, and we're maybe going to try to find something cheerful next week. Yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and we just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is lying in state at the Capitol right now. Yes, she's the first woman to ever lie in state at the Capitol. Yes. And the first justice since William Howard Taft. William Howard Taft. So, um, yeah, may her memory be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And may we continue her fight. So this is Michelle. This is Gail. Signing off. Take care. Be well. Mask up. Yes. We love you. Stay safe. Bye.